podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Back on the Bosco's Boys podcast, and we are in a brand new studio. Yeah, overlooking Westport, historic Westport here in Kansas City, Missouri. It's a it's always fun to record from a new location. I'm enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> you know, we have an amazing episode. The Boneheads brought some questions. Before we get into it, though, as usual, although, spoiler alert, if you haven't used these promo codes, you might want to do it very, very fast. Of course, we're talking about our day one, my bookie. Use promo code BOYS to get your 50% deposit bonus. Do it before the promo code is no more. Time is running out. Hey, baseball, international soccer, that's what's going on. Uh, before you know it, college football futures, it's time to get on it. ASAP. Not kidding, Boneheads. If you like to gamble, hurry up. Do it now. And then we've got SeatGeek. Um, probably the best ticket site to get third-party tickets. They've I think it's the number one. It's, it's easily the best. And it's, it's, it's also the most primary, user-friendly. Like sporting, that's how they do all their tickets. Yeah, that's how I got Yeah, all my tickets for yeah, the member stand. I mean, it's until I decided to... Take a plunge and get season tickets. There you go. But it, it is the best. Use promo code ACAA to get $20 off. That's good for a couple beers inside the stadium. Not only sports, but theater and concerts. Hurry up. Use that promo code, like, literally now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> if you're not familiar with SeatGeek, um, hop on their website. They have, like, a color-coordinated scheme. Red is bad deal. Green is a great deal. Uh, yellow is, like, moderate. Um Pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Go check them out and use the promo code. Also, catbacker event we got to talk about. Yeah, real quick catbacker event. Uh, their late, their you know upcoming event is going to be their annual golf golf classic. This is on Monday, July fifteenth at Iron Horse in Leewood, one of the best spots to golf in the metro. Starts at eight a.m. Scramble format. Teams of four. Are 600 bucks. If you don't have a team, don't worry. You can show up as an individual, and they will set you up with a team. If you're an individual, that's going to cost you 150 bucks. Um, registration also includes a cart, range balls, a burger, and brat lunch buffet, which honestly just sounds like heaven to me. I'd probably pay 150 and buck, 150 bucks just for that. Uh, two drink tickets and some Wildcat swag. And guess what? For all member folks not already members, you're going to get signed up for a one-year Casey Catbacker membership. Uh, team prizes will be rewarded if you are going to be on your Tiger Woods swag and you know sleep with some waitresses and be very good at golf. Uh, also, various hole prizes. Uh, hole sponsorships are available, which also inc- include a team entry, signage, and banquet recognition. Also, a special gift. When you register, be sure to tell them you heard it from Bosco's boys. The deadline to sign up is July 8th. For more information, go to kccatbackers.com, and I will put some information in the description of this episode. Unfortunately, again, we can't be there, but this time for it's a real re- legitimate yeah. reason we're going to be in Dallas at the Big 12 Media Days. So. Yep, it's, uh, we'll be giving a coverage from there, but you guys should be enjoying the great golf at Iron Horse. So let's uh, hit the sweet music and get into the show. The 
It's the moment of the evening Every K-State fan enjoys Settle down and pour a whiskey Crack open a LaCroix Please put your hands together And make a little noise For your favorite wildcatters The handsome Bosco boys Ooh, Bosco's boys Come on, boys It's the June Q&A Yes, it is. Um, before we jump into it, though, pretty big news from oh, K-State hey, football. Uh, before we jump into anything, I got oh. you some gifts. So Whoa. I'll be right back. Gifts. This is... I don't know if this is the first... No. Grant's given me a couple gifts before. Usually, they're burritos from Burrito King when he's coming back from Lawrence. Did you pause this, or am I just talking? <laughs> You're just talking. Okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was... <laughs> We are recording. recording. We are recording. <laughs> Wait, all of that was recording? <laughs> We're recording. All right, so I know how much you like um, cold brew. So I've mentioned these to you before. This one I saw new today. I remember I told you this is the lavender one. Ooh. I told you that that one tastes like beer. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that one's going to taste like. All hopped up. Oh, cold I bet brew. you that's definitely going to taste like beer. And this one is chocolate raspberry. It's all oh, right. Oh, man. I, I'm so excited to try these. Um, Granted, because I was up late watching the U.S. men's national team, didn't get much sleep. I'm not going to crack this open right now, but I'm going to drink this in the morning. One of these in the morning. I'm going to text you probably at like 5.30. Give me your reviews. And let you know. Okay. I'll do one a day for us this week. I'm going to drink the green one tomorrow. And All right. We'll I'm going to do that's the green like. one as well. So uh, I appreciate this. I This is honestly, I haven't been this excited to uh, try something, uh, try a new coffee product in a really long time they're pretty good um i've had the had both the the lavender and the the chocolate raspberry but there you go well that's amazing i can't (laughs) wait uh my cold brew addiction is going to continue uh also something i hope continues is coach climbing k-state athletics high moral support superiority over literally every other football team in the world yes um hunter risen has uh left the team um you know, they're presenting it as a mutual decision for him to go into the transfer portal because there is an ongoing criminal investigation. Uh, I don't think we should get too deep into some of the stuff we may or may not be privy to. Uh, but all I'm going to say is, you know, all you have to do is look at the Kansas City Chiefs at KU and how those two football teams have handled uh, allegations and uh alleged domestic abuse and i'm happy k-state is sending the player on his way i am too um he was never going to play again but i'm glad he's officially parting ways with the university because you know it's time we don't have any time for that at k-state apparently no and i'm glad i'm glad glad. we've been Um, holding that over so many other schools like you know baylor and ohio state all that stuff and if it were to happen here and we were to let it slide Ugh, we would have had to just step away and yeah, retire. Yeah, definitely retire. Um, but now at least, hey, there are no alleged uh, woman beaters on our team. Unlike uh, KU, I couldn't imagine naming a tailgating party surrounding a player with those like type of back? allegations. Is he back? They're not kicking him off. My guess is Puka Williams will get one game suspension, and Les Miles will try to win games and KU fans will celebrate him, and that's disgusting. I'm I agree. glad 
that's not going to happen. One other note on this before we get into questions. As everyone knows, I'm addicted to listening to podcasts and audio. Um, so even when the combination of Tyler – or not Tyler Dryland, basically the same person, uh, Kevin Keatsman and – oh, God, what's that little twerp's name? Keatsman. Riley Gates. Oh, Riley yeah. Gates, yeah. Keatsman and Riley Gates were on – 810 yesterday and they were both saying that oh k-state fans were upset with this and coach Kleiman made the tough call rabble 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 no there isn't a single k-state fan and i looked all over the place trying to find someone who was upset with this not a single person was upset upset with ryzen leaving yeah i i haven't seen anyone say really anything no. about ryzen other than just like being mad that he's an idiot and he did that yeah like, so i don't understand what riley gates and kevin keatsman have to gain by perpetuating this fake narrative that k-state fans were mad with climbing you know leaving or kicking him off the team that was like the most obscure thing i've heard like hmm. in years so if anyone can actually point to me any idiot who is actually mad at climbing for this, please do because I, you know, I'm sure I'd there are some people out there, but, but I haven't I seen, haven't it, seen it. it. I mean, I don't know. I would just like to uh, att verbally attack those people on the internet, me too, uh, and bully them. So, um, you know, I'll just have to settle for bullying Kevin Keatsman and Riley Gates, who are just two uninformed idiots. So, we will. <laughs> I'm not holding back. No, you're not. Oh, man. I like That's going to bid well for a couple of these questions, too. Oh, God. So we're just going to get right into it. Um, at the end of it, you and I can decide who's going to get the Bosco's Boys koozies for the best questions this week. Um, I mean, I don't know. There's a couple of folks who I think might be early favorites. We'll we'll discuss it at the Starting end. Starting off with the MVP. Yeah, MVP. I mean, it might be the chef, the good chef, Chef Andre Napier. Do you think he's really a chef? I think so. We should take advantage of that. All right. Andre, shout let's out. Let's get him out of tailgate. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Anyways. Andre, hit us up. Um, so his first question is, on a scale 1 to 10, how would you rate the recruiting success for K-State staff to this point? Also, tons of recruiting questions. We're recording this on a Wednesday. This is going to be released five or six days later. Shit changes a lot in the world of recruiting, so just know that, hey, we're recording this on Wednesday the 19th in case any of this gets dated. So what would you give them, scale 1 to 10? Uh, I just decided on this, and I, I give them an 8. Ooh. Um, and I want to talk about things that, things they've done well. Let's talk about things they've done well and things they've missed on, and then maybe we can come back to the number. <laughs> things they've done well. Just top of my head. They've fixed the running back situation. Top of your head? You didn't write this in notes? Uh, no. Okay. This is off the top of my head. Um, they've established themselves in Texas, which was a big talking point. Um, they won some legitimate head-to-heads with Power 5 schools, which is not something we are comfortable seeing. Well, comfortable seeing it, but not something we're used um, to seeing. Used to seeing. Um, they've, including, you know, immediately when they got here, they want to head-to-head with arch rival KU, Pull, pluck some kids that I think will have careers at K State. Yeah, Garber Jax and Deneen. I bet you they both. Mm, all right, Jax will not redshirt this year. Garber probably won't. I, yeah, I don't. I know. think Garber, a hundred percent, he'll play four games. Um, Jax is a sleeper for a uh, postseason All Big Twelve fullback position, which I get a vote in. <sighs> Me too. Um, <laughs> Let's see. What Stuff else have they done? For I think 
they did an incredible job at selling their vision to the 2019 class, which was a very quick turnaround, and it was a situation that was an uphill battle. It was not easy for them. They, they didn't have relationships with any of those people, and yet they secured a lot of those guys. And, uh, yeah, those are a lot of things that they've done well. A few things they've not done well or things that they've missed on is, you know, the talking point is basically locking down the state. But I think that kind of has a little bit of an asterisk next to it. Um, what else? That's pretty much it. I mean, like, in terms of things they haven't done well. Yeah, I I agree with everything you said. I'd Maybe give a them, seven. Yeah, I was going to say six and a half to a seven uh, because there were some of those super top-end Kansas kids that you didn't get. Um, and that's going to be tough, you know. You're going up against schools who have two, three-year relationships with these players and stuff to come and change that overnight. Uh, still looking to get a tackle commit. They've done well getting two guys to play on the inside. So that's, I'm going to give yeah. them a six-and-a-half to a seven. Um, I would but, say so far that's another thing that we've missed on is recruiting for the line, and th- especially at the tackle position. When you have, you know, glaring holes and you can guarantee, like, early playing time for guys coming in. Yeah, we've I, it's tough. Sadly missed out on like every target that so far except for we got one yesterday that may He's going to play inside. Yeah, he's going to play inside. So uh, everything's relative obviously, but I think in the context of K-State and the situation that they ca- came into, they've done a pretty damn good job and Yeah, I'll take a six and a half over the two we have been yeah. getting for a while. Yeah. 100%. So, so the uh, next question this Wait, were you done? Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, cut you off. Yeah, I'm done. All right. So this stems from uh, an episode of The Bachelorette where Hannah B. just wanted to know if Luke Ooh. P. preferred mac and cheese or spaghetti. I have been struggling Spaghetti's. on... Spaghetti. I've been struggling. I still don't have an answer. So this is this is my answer. If it is high-end macaroni and cheese, if it's literally just stovetop with ragu style, like spaghetti, I would take... Just some spaghetti and ragu sauce over Kraft mac and cheese. Hmm. But if you're going to a place where it's like, you know, six different cheeses with <laughs> pork belly, with, you know, yeah. bread c- crumbs and baked, all that type of stuff, give me mac and cheese. Give me high-end mac, <laughs> mac and cheese over high-end spaghetti, low-end spaghetti over low-end macaroni and cheese. Fun fact, the first uh, meal in this this house was spaghetti. Oh wow! I think, um, but it was pizza. oh shit! It was pizza. Come on. Well, man. the first like thing we cooked in here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I'd probably go with mac and cheese because it's more versatile. Um, I do really like spaghetti a lot. I think you could get versatile with spaghetti. You could do baked spaghetti. You could do sausage and some meatballs. Sure. So sure. I, I but mean, I think it's more versatile than you're giving it credit for. Yeah. Maybe. Even though I picked high in mac maybe. and cheese as well. Ugh. I'm just trying to decide which I like more. If I had to cut one for the rest of my life, though, I'd probably do spaghetti because you can have a you can have a meal that's basically spaghetti, like yeah, like, like goulash, yeah. and you're basically having spaghetti. So I'm doing mac and cheese. There you go. <coughs> um, can you put into words how disappointing <laughs> this Sporting Kansas City season's been? I mean, I I'm highly disappointed, and maybe I bought into the hype. I was thinking that they would be able to possibly win CONCACAF Champions League. But, hey, they made it to the semifinals and embarrassed a Mexican team to open up that tournament 
and they have so much had so much quality depth. But man, thirteen to fourteen different injuries. It right. is so hard with the way MLS is structured to be able to combat that. But even with all that said, the way they're dropping points is so infuriating. Late goals, yeah. lazy goals, just the overall defense. The defending when, is oh insanely bad. I mean, I was going to give you pretty much the majority of this answer because you're more in tune with oh. sporting than I am. I've always been kind of a casual fan. This year I tried to take it, take the next step and – Got season tickets, and they've been as bad as they've probably ever been in Sporting well, Park. Here's the thing. So it's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, this is the worst defense since they've moved into that stadium, and I, I just don't understand why. I mean, no, I do understand why. They're getting older. They've got an and, aging defense. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and then also, here's the thing. Matt Beasler, just the mental side of things, is just heads and shoulders mm-hmm. above anyone else. Even when – his physical tools are going. He marshals the entire defense. He knows how to get the chess pieces in play. When he's not out there, you don't have anyone else who is playing at that mental game and then just cheap Granted, easy goals come. they have had an injury crisis that any club would struggle with badly. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, very it's frustrating. Been it's been rough. Um, how much of your hard-earned bread have you gambled away at my bookie? Not going to disclose it. But make sure to use promo code BOYS to get that 50% deposit bonus because that might be going away very soon. So yeah, you take definitely care need of it to get while it on that. Um, how many different starting lineups will the 2019 basketball team have over under three? I will say three. I think that's such a good line. Um, well, I mean, he should have said two and a half or three and a half because I, I think it will be – Three. So I no. I'll, I'm gonna say over because yeah. I'm gonna say there's going to be one or two lineups in the non-con. There's going to be an injury or two exactly. throughout the season. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I we're said, gonna have four or five. Yeah. I said over because I think Bruce is usually pretty set when he finds his starting five, but you know he needs to find taking it. into account things like injuries and a lot of unknowns. We got a lot of new faces. We don't know if guys are gonna step up. So it'll be over. Yep. The next one from the good chef. Can you tell the story of what game you're attending from the header of the Bosco's Boys page? We've told this story before. That's from the LFG gif, and that was the KU-K State game in that 2014. Was the, the pull-in 38. That was oh, during yeah, Sandstorm, I think. Yes, yes, it was. And uh, we, 2011. we got on the Jumbotron. and On Valentine's Day, yeah. I think. Yeah, and 2011. Then, yeah, it was great. It's a yeah. great gif. Gif. Uh <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Barry Brown teased a three-versus-three game with Cam Dean and Barry versus J.O., Martavius Irving, and Rodney Magruder. Who would you take and why? I'll let you go first. Ah, uh, man. I think ultimately – oh, man. This is tough. I think ultimately I would take Cam Dean and Barry because I think the swing factor for me is that J.O. would not be able to guard Dean um, because he could pull up deep, and that could hurt him. But – I mean, who's going to guard Barry? Or not Barry. I mean, Rodney. I mean, he, that's a legitimate NBA guy who's been in the league and played consistently I mean, for at Barry least three seasons. I mean, Barry would have to try to, but I think Rodney He's, has some height on him. He, yeah. he has some muscle on him. I mean. It's tough. It'd be interesting. It would I do, be interesting. I think Cam, Dean, and Barry are better. and They're younger, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, 
Martavius, love Martavius, but I he, think he would. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, he he played good defense, but I, I mean, he doesn't ha- he doesn't not bring a great shooter on offense. Jo is your all time leading shot blocker, so he's protecting the rim. His length, also, I I know what you're saying about how tough it'd be for him to guard Dean, but his length, I I think that I Dean would be able to shake him pretty easily though. If he pulled him out. That's true. That's true. So, I don't know. I, I, I lean to be the same. I think Cam actually is the X factor because I think Rodney's slight lean over uh, Barry. I think Dean in a three-on-three setup is greater than J.O., but I think Cam over Martavius in a situation like this. I think uh, that's fair. I That's where my heart is. Um, so, good questions from at Chef Andre Napier. The next one from – at Lazy Wayne Band, what are your top five K-State men's basketball players that could have made an impact on the football field, and what positions would they be? Ooh, I only have three. Um, well, I have five. Uh, let's see. I feel like the route here is you're going for guys that would be, like, good wide receivers. So, right – I don't know. Gibson, I feel like, would be a great tight end. Yep, Thomas Gibson was my number one as Me a too. tight end. He was my number one. I he actually th- got a tryout with the Green Bay Packers as a tight end. Are you serious? Fact, yes. That's amazing. Um, I put down Justin Edwards as wide receiver. The boy can jump. He can jump. Um, he was not on But my he list. was kind of soft. So, I don't know. I don't think he could take football. What was your other one since you only had I got three. Barry Brown, defensive back. Um, and then you run off some. I'll probably think of a couple. So, Thomas Gibson was my number one. I also had DJ Johnson as a possible tight end. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I said if kind of in the same light of how you said Justin Edwards, I said if Billy Walker yes, was, that was 100% a, healthy, that's where I, I was think going he next. could be a killer <laughs> wide receiver. I had Denny Clemente as a cornerback. You know, he was super quick could on his feet. Could be a little feet, slot good, receiver. Good, good hips. I, I have them on the defensive end. Now, I had Dominique Sutton as a free safety. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, that's a good I one. Think, oh, I, uh, X would – Oh, Actually, he's pretty. X he's would big. be a wide. Re- He'd be a great wide. He was receiver. like an all-state wide receiver, I think. Yeah, he played both ways. Yeah, so I I think uh, X would have been another one I'd have in there. That's fair. That's good enough. X, I forgot about him completely. Yeah, he he'd be a good one. I um, could see uh, Cardi going up and catching a catching oh. a, a pass in the corner of the end zone. Yeah, I could see that with too. his dreads coming out of the back. Oh, he'd be, be he'd have a dark visor if it was legal. Oh yeah, he'd be sick. Yeah. Oh, now I want to see that. Um. Next one, Harrier Cat. What would Snyder 1.0 teams like, say, 97 or 99 have done to one of the 13 to 18 2.0 teams? They would win. Murder them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean yes, the only team, only team in there that could play against them. I mean, 13 to 18, that's not great. For the 2014 team, and that was – they were – when you look back on it, they were good, good at best. Um, yeah. They lost t- three games, four games – to pretty much all of the good teams that yeah. they played, um, I yeah, I mean they would they would lose. Yeah, I mean those college teams football were, has changed from this, yeah. the late nineties now, but even with rule changes, I I think ninety seven or ninety nine win versus like a two thousand fourteen team, like say like a thirty to seventeen. Type I think game. the di- I mean the difference between those teams era wise, obviously you know Snyder one had. Just richer talent across the board. Although, man, fourteen, they'd be spreading them out. They would be I spreading mean, them, but and there's some good like defensive back talent in those years. But still, like when you think about, I mean, 
I just I'm feel like they didn't have the depth. Teams. I just feel like they didn't have the depth. They they didn't, but man, I I mean, do it they is, have yeah. do they have a line like you're you're obviously not gonna be playing the three linebackers. You're gonna have to find a nickel to play versus that fourteen team. I mean, I think honestly I think fourteen might end up putting point I mean, look at those wide receivers, Tremaine Thompson, Tyler Lockett running around out there. I mean I Who would you have on Lockie? Ninety nine. Butler? He left yeah. in 98, I think. He was well, a senior. Well, I guess he well, said 97. Yeah. So it worked. Well, regardless, I, I think 14 might put up points, but I, I I think 14, it might actually be closer than what we were originally saying. And if the other teams, no. Would get absolutely yeah. destroyed. That 2015 team would be <laughs> 65 to 0. With Joe Hubner. Oh, Oof. my God. That was a terrible year. For some reason, I just this just popped in my head, <laughs> but this is the last question. I think Mike McGurl would be a really good cornerback. Anyways, uh, moving on. <laughs> this is a great question. Is this Anthony? Yeah. Okay. Um, did you look into this at all? I didn't. Okay. I, I was just going to dismiss it. So but. the first and only mayor of Sunal, California, was which kind of animal? So I did look it up, but... I want to hear your answer. My answer was just going to be mammal. I didn't know what to – yeah, <laughs> that's just where my I would have went. just said, like, a banana slug because I know, like, there's one of those one here. of those universities out there are banana slugs. Meander for a little bit. I'm going to pull this up here. Okay, yeah, pull it up. Um, could be a do- – I mean, maybe it was a black lab named Bosco. It was. <laughs> so let me just read uh, the Wikipedia page real quick. Bosco – Bosco Ramos <laughs> was a dog elected honorary mayor <coughs> of the unincorporated community of Sunal, California. He we was a black lab receiver, <laughs> uh, usually known simply as Bosco. He defeated two humans to win the honorary <laughs> mayoral, mayoral election in 1981 and served until his death in 94. So, We need to record an episode from there. Yeah, we do. That's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Well, uh, now I get the question. <laughs> like when I looked it up, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. Um, that's awesome. Uh, Gleemaw asks, with football rec- recruiting class currently ranked third in the Big 12, where do you guys expect them to be ranked at the end? Uh, Fifth or sixth. That's so, what I said, yeah. five or six. And then nationally, if we're in the 40s, I'd be pretty damn happy. Yeah. Top if we stay 50, in the 30s, I'd be shocked. It, we won't. I don't think so. Unless we get some other, like, you know, we would need if some, we get some four stars yeah, or something, but I don't some think that'll stars, happen. But I think we end up fifth or sixth in the Big 12. And, and that's a clear improvement. 45 to 48 nationally. So That's a good start, I think. Yep. Uh, KB Hampton asks, how many non-offensive touchdowns does K-State have next year? And does special teams take a step back? Non-offensive touchdowns, I'm going to say only one return. One special teams return and three defensive scores, so four total. <laughs> Does special teams take a step back? Uh, hell from, no. From, from last, last year? year? No. Do you know how we were god-awful last year? Yeah. If we take a step back from special teams from last year, then we're going to be in serious trouble. Yeah, from last year, no. Um, and I just said five, just an yeah. arbitrary number. I don't know. But from, like, the pe- – like, I know the talking point is, oh, Snyder, great. Great special teams, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, no, it's not going to be one of the best in the country like it was in 2012, but it should be able to match what it was last year. If we can contribute and not lose because of special teams like we did last year, then I'll be happy. 
Yep. Um, which running back has the best stats this fall? I said Jordan Brown, the transfer from North Carolina. I said James Gilbert. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, what do you like slash dislike most about Kleiman? You go first. What I like most about him is uh, – and I think we've said this on the podcast and we've said this to almost anyone who will listen to us being able to not just even when we were recording before we hit record and after the time we were able to spend with them. I don't think I've ever been in the presence of anyone who wants to win more than him. Oh yeah. He's uh, got an agenda. I mean, he, he's got a chip on his shoulder yeah, for sure. He does. Uh, and he, he wants to win almost, I, I wouldn't say too much, but I mean, I don't know. I the, the dude wants to win, so that's my number one thing. Uh, number one thing I dislike about him, he he didn't answer the karaoke question. That bothered me too. That bo- just give me a song. I man. know. It's like you don't get the question. Then yeah, it's like you I mean, have to just choose a song. Yeah, we were trying to have fun with him, and he just wanted to yeah, watch like, more film. He did I not want sing. Wanna, he did not <laughs> I don't like music. That. So that that's legitimately my least favorite thing about him. So. I like his openness and how he's given people access to the program and his elite work ethic. Um, yeah, his his appetite to win, I think, is uh, next level. I think a lot of coaches, obviously, at that level have a, you know, crazy work ethic. But he was like, he looked like he had a chip on his shoulder when he was talking to us. I dislike win the dang day quite a bit. Um, and I disliked his beer choice. I just oh, yeah. don't like Bud Light. Uh but in his defense, the win the dang day thing, that That's not his fault. Him. It's not his fault. He, I've only heard him say it like once and then he likes, everyone asks. He loves about to say him. dang. It's weird. He'll he say dang and then the next sentence he'll say like ass. Yeah. It's like it's weird that what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is weird. Um then his fi- KB Hampton's final question, what do you like slash dislike most about Bruce Weber? What I like about him I mean, he's a two-time Big 12 winning coach. I mean, I that's what I like about him. I uh, I also like when he's feeling himself, when he has the Big Daddy Bruce <laughs> swagger. Um, I don't know if he's still going to have that going into this year. I don't know if he has a team that he's going to be able to, you know, s- swag around, but I really like that. What I dislike about him is – and it wasn't as much last year, and granted we didn't lose as much last year, last year but i still it still kind of irks me when he throws players under the bus i agree uh, i like i don't think it i don't think it really happened last year no not really um i like his goofy demeanor and just i like his recruiting effort he's one of the hardest recruiters out there and he does it clean and i like his trophy cabinet i dislike his courtside behavior he's a little manic out there uh sometimes he's like six feet on the court and it's just like come on man and his post-game comments, that's – sometimes it feels like he puts his foot in his mouth. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, I think he's got he's gotten so much better at that. Yeah, it was bad early on. And a lot of coaches – I mean, we were in a bad spot. <laughs> we went 15 and 17, and the next year, uh, something close to that, 16 and uh, like 14. I don't yeah, know. We, we had, had a winning, a winning record, record, but it was – not much better. 18 and 15, I think. Something like that. And, you know, a lot of coaches are going to get testy when journalists are asking them tough questions. So, I get it. All right. Next question from Big Al 034. And I witnessed him run my parents through the gauntlet on this one. He demands very specific answers. So, you can't just say coffee. You have to be. 
All right. Hey, he was very – I can go first if you need to take time to get more sp- – specific he also said in the original question water does not have to be included uh you get to survive without it but he included it i'm not going to okay you go first yeah so my number one is duncan cold brew coffee for now that might change this time tomorrow but that's my number one my number two is blue powerade zero i could drink probably it's an obscene amount. 96 ounces of Blue Pirate Zero in seven minutes. Um, number three, Tank 7. Number four, Bullet Bourbon. And number five, Diet Dr. Pepper. Ugh, man, this so is those tough. are my five. All right. I got my five here. Regular cold brew coffee. I'll do the roastery, just the white cans, which is just, you know, regular. I'll do Hendrix gin. Okay, so can it be a gin and tonic? Yes, but okay. you have to choose your tonic water. Oh, God. Top of my head. I don't know, but there is one that I... All right, you can say Hendrix gin and tonic. Okay, Hendrix gin and tonic. There you go. That's my booze. Oh, God, I have to have a beer, though. Shit. Okay, I'll do Sprite for hangovers. And it's a good soda. That's three. Oh, man. I have to find a beer. Tank 7 is a great choice, but I don't know. I could live my life having Tank 7 being the only beer. It's it's good across the board in all seasons. So Tank 7, I got one more. One more. God, I probably need, like, orange juice. I'm going to get scurvy. I can eat oranges. Okay, Fruit Punch Body Armor. Whoa, that's actually really good. I, lo- I love Body Armor. It's freaking good, but Pirate you can never Zero, have it again. Sorry. You could just, I know, but Pir- <laughs> Blue Pirate Zero. That's Oof. smart, though. Like, so I, good. I like the Purple Pirate Zero, too, a lot. That one's In a- Pirate Zero, like... Regular Powerade just tastes like pure syrup. Like, it's yeah, gross. it's bad. Powerade Zero is Powerade Zero, hell yeah. I and it's better than like the lighter, what is oh, it, Gatorade yeah. Zero? Yeah, G2? Honestly, that I'll, sucks. Gatorade's fallen so far off because if I'm either getting, before this question, because now I can never have it again, I like the uh, <laughs> Strawberry Banana uh, Body Armor. Have you had that one? Uh, yes, that's... I like. I think I like that one more than the fruit punch. Actually, too late. One, you're locked damn, in. Damn. All right, that's fine. All right, uh, Barry Hampton won. Many predict the Cats only to win four games. Would that number be lower or higher if Bill was back? First off, I'm shocked. I haven't seen a casino put a win total out for the Cats yet. I feel like that's late. Have you seen? I haven't seen I people haven't. predicting four games, but uh, maybe I have. I mean, if you right now, that's if you fair, looked at though. it objectively. I think we'd only be favored in three or four games. Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, I, I understand the four. Um, I hear five more than four. Same. So, I guess so, it's really just splitting hairs. Yeah. But I think it 100% would be lower if Bill wasn't here because, fact of the matter, look at <sighs> what happened. We had, what, three or four commits when Bill decided to retire and or someone decided for him he needed to retire. Um so he wouldn't have been able to throw together that class. Mm-mm. I highly doubt we would have been able to get any of these transfer running backs in. No. Um, um, yeah, I just feel like it would either be the same or it would be worse. 
four is like I know I would feel putting, less confident. I would be I, like we're not gonna. I would think like four games is best case scenario. Yeah, because now I've convinced myself right, wrong, or indifferent that eight wins could be like an ultimate best case scenario. No injuries, everything goes right. I couldn't see a scenario where we were going to a bowl game if Bill was back. No, we would not go to a bowl game. We were so bad last year. Um, next question. Who will keep the draft streak going over the next four years? This is from the same Same guy. guy. Sorry. Yeah. <coughs> Brian Hampton Brian won. Hampton won. I actually mapped it out. Did you do all? <laughs> uh, I threw some names down. Reggie Walker, Scott France, maybe A.J. Parker will take a big leap. I did not have A.J. Parker in my list. For I think James Gilbert's going to go off. See, this is where we – this is going to be a fun ongoing thing with Bosco's boys because I had France and Walker. I threw Nick Coltmeyer out there just because he's a giant human yeah. being. But I had Jordan Brown on mine. So well, I, you know I, what? I think I, I no, don't feel bad about Jordan Brown. I'm no, excited. I, I think I think it'll be fun to see which one of those guys. I think you, we've drawn our line in the sand. We both have our transfer running back. So that's where that's where we're going. Uh, 2021. Who'd you get down? Oof. I don't know. <laughs> I okay. put Skylar Thompson in there too, but yeah. not for any pers- specific year. Well, I mean that would have been after his senior uh, year. Yeah. Oh, so okay, Skylar's gonna go late, yeah, very I, late. I'd Nick Leonard's in there. That's smart because we have a we're gonna start using the tight end more. Um, twenty twenty two. No, I blank here. I had White Hubert. I didn't map it out like you did. Okay. White Hubert. Oh and yeah, Josh Revis. Those were literally two names that I was going to put down before I went to the store. So <laughs> that's then, fair, but I didn't map it out like you. And then 2023, I have Malik Knowles and Wayne Jones. I love it. Ooh, Wayne Jones. I'm, I have he, a good feeling about Wayne he's Jones. He's a little taller than Lance Robinson. What is he? 6'2? Six six? I think he's listed at like 6'2. Lance was listed at like 5'11. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I have. Uh, as Mason both would say on the game, book it and cook it. Uh, those are your next four years of the dra- draft streak. Uh, KB Hampton asks, are you a fan of the lavender uniforms that at Stanimal 032 has put out? And then he asks, percent chance we would ever see them? I'll answer the second part. Zero percent chance we will ever see that. At least, yeah. I, I mean, we... Again, we're in a situation where between friends at K-State that we've met and then, of course, the, you know, glorious man himself. Look. uh, (laughs) I mean, mean, we would know. This is what I'm going to say. I I think it would be cool to start incorporating Lavender into non-men's basketball you and i had this conversation i don't think you're as high on it as i am i told you that i could be easily convinced that's true i'm dumb i just think i would love and this was a conversation that happened over at kso i would like if k-state athletics not a full rebrand but refresh the brand and made lavender an official secondary color of the athletic department so i would i would be over the moon to see a concept you know that he put out there white lavender white i think it would be awesome i think it'd be awesome um that being said again we're we're spoiled we have been able to you know get inside the head of the guy who most likely would have a hand in designing k-state's uniform going forward um so when i see like fan mock-ups 
using Photoshop and all that type of stuff. I mean, it's been ruined for me. Like, yeah. I just kind of roll my eyes. Um, I kind of roll my eyes when I see uh, it being tweeted at the KSU swag team, at coaches, at players, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's just so far from how, how the real the reality of how the process works. Um, I mean, I, no I beef, no beef with like Stanimal or anything. Yeah. But like, really, the only things that have really that I've like enjoyed that he's put out is like basically the same um, base uniform set that we have now, where it's like we're changing the color set, like color flips. Like that's it. And I like. Typically, I don't like any fan mock-ups um, that are like a that are like an original idea because I mean they're not really original ideas. The the one that I would really legitimately pimp out is uh, to the Vills all white concept right. with the w- winter wheat the winter trim. Wheat, yeah. Like I love Will. Like that is great. I look I pull that and, one up and it's like that came straight out of his head. And, and the detail Will goes into is insane because he had the 34th state one with the black ones that, that that's what i learned is so important when we sat down with jason and we were lucky enough to concept lucky enough to like you know see some things that we won't go into detail but there were there's a story behind every detail of the uniform and that makes it so much better so like just seeing like some photoshop of like a black helmet with a power cat on it is like it just doesn't do anything for me anymore because I've seen insane things. I've I've been to heaven and back. We died, and now we came back, and everything tastes like it just doesn't taste as good now. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. All that being said, we're just two guys with a microphone. But that said, honestly, I really did like the lavender. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. I would like to see la- – like, I would love to see lavender, like, in, in like, an accent – like lavender and white look so good together. Yes, like a white uniform oh, man, with like lavender ac- yes, accents. That would look that would, incredible. That would work for basketball. That would work for football. I think it would work for everything. I would love to see lavender used as an accent color. Um, and again, just because two guys on a microphone, I don't want to start beef or anything. There is no beef. I mean, yeah. everyone freaking loves them anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it's and, like, and just because we roll our eyes doesn't mean anything. Everyone um, is obviously so starved for something. Yes. You know, and, and, so. that, and I think that might be, that's it more than almost anything. Yeah. Because you have, you're just able to throw it out there and like folks are like, oh my God, like but, we yeah. had the same stuff every single game for you know outside of the three years where we had the prince uniforms and even those weren't even that crazy different it's everyone just wants and just longs for anything different yeah and when it eventually happens it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be great but hey stanimal keep doing what you're doing because honestly if i was capable to like do photoshop i would probably be doing it myself too like and enjoying it so I don't know. Yeah. That's that. That is that. Um, now we're going to SL Keck, who has three uh, interesting ones. Two. Taking a long hiatus. Where yeah, has he, he been? Yeah. Keck, where you been, man? Uh, two good ones. One where I'm just like, okay, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the first one, what is your go-to pizza toppings? Um, well, my girlfriend has got me on chicken and green peppers, which is pretty good. That's usually what we get. I like pepperoni and jalapeno too. Um, 
Occasionally, I will throw pineapple on there to mix it up with the with the spicy. I know that's controversial, but I think it's good. So my go-to would be sausage and mushrooms. Love mushrooms on pizza. Sausage is my go-to meat on pizza. So that's it. But I have to give a shout-out to, I think it's Glory Days in Topeka. God, Glory Days They is have phenomenal. the baked potato pizza. It's so good, yeah. Which, if anyone knows of a Kansas City area place that delivers a baked potato pizza, please hit me up. I had that once, and it was amazing. Oh, it's the best pizza I've ever had. I was really drunk, too, so it was incredible. All right, what's your go-to Chinese order? Pretty, I mean, pretty standard. Either, like, sesame chicken or General's chicken, or maybe, like, orange chicken, and then just, like, some fried rice, crab rangoon. I don't really venture too too far with Chinese. Usually, if I'm doing, like, Asian, I like Thai. Thai food is way better for me. I like pad Thai or, like... Just, I mean, you can do a lot more with Thai food, but yeah, I agree with you. I think pad Thai is my favorite. It's so good of Holy. all the Asian cuisine. But if I'm doing Chinese, I'm doing General's chicken, crab rangoon, and if I can get away with it instead of rice, doing lo mein. See, I, I like lo mein. I know I don't. I mean, I think it's okay, but since I like ate pad Thai, it's like I just feel like I'm eating wet noodles. Like it just has no flavor to it to me, and I don't know. But I feel like you can't go wrong with like some sesame chicken and fried rice. It's always good. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, Matter who? Oh no, no, sorry. And then SLK, his final one. Which band currently making music would write the best song about soup? I'd say Betty and the Astronaut. Ooh, good answer. I don't know. That's that's good. <laughs> I said Fleet Foxes, but I don't know if they're even making new music. They had an album come out. I feel like they could write a song that sounded like. It wasn't about soup, but it was. It was really about soup. Thank you, SL Keck. Welcome back to uh, the Q&As. Uh, at Matterhoof. I like that name, Matterhoof. Um, will, will not having Bruce around for three weeks this summer have any adverse effects on the team regarding uh, to early season readiness? Um, I actually, because eventually I think Chris Lowry is going to get another head coaching job. If Chris Lowry wasn't around... I would say yes, uh, but he's there, so yeah. I'm going to say no. Everything will be fine. I said no. I mean, it's possible. Excuse me, but three weeks isn't that long, <laughs> and I have confidence in Chris, 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 Chris Lowry to captain the ship while Big Daddy Bruce is, is not around. And I mean, our staff's pretty solid, and I feel like – you know, how much, like, schematics are we doing right now? It's probably a lot of conditioning anyways. Well, they have a practice period mm. uh, in the summer where they can install offense and defense. And if you recall, when we sat down with Bruce last October, it was the fact that Sean Neal Williams missed all of that. Right, that's, that's true. So, behind. so I think there is plenty of it going on. But, again, Chris, big Chris, Chris Lowry and Brad Korn. Yeah, we're I good. Mean, Jermaine Henderson also – you know, he's been around. He knows what they're doing. So I think between those three, insult, everything's going to be fine. All right. All right. Uh, Powercat Ryan, I mean, I think he had a pretty good showing. Um, so all of his is recruiting base. Again, uh, recording this on the 19th, I don't think it's going to release for another five, six days. So all of this could be completely meaningless. Uh, but he asks, which of the four quarterback targets do you hope K-State can land by the early signing period? Chubba Purdy, C.J. Stroud, 
Hunter Deckers and Will Howard. Also, shout out to our boys over at KSO. If you want recruiting coverage, it's the only spot to check out. 100%. Derek Young is, like, so good at what he does. And he's completely unbiased. He has, like, a different perspective because he's – Came from covering Iowa and Ohio State, and he's an, and he's an Ohio State yeah, guy. Yeah, and you know, rivals, rivals national. Yeah. yeah, so he honestly he gives the best perspective because you know he's not a K State fan. Like if we do something stupid, he's gonna say it. And if you haven't check out uh, John Kurtz's like new podcast, Faithful to Our Colors, because he was just on the most recent episode. It's about half an hour, and he goes into detail on a lot of good stuff. So it's really good. Yep, so of those four, who do you want? Or who do you think we can land, I guess is how it was phrased. Uh, honestly, we Chubba Purdy is looking, sounding decent. Yeah, I mean, I, we can land all of these yeah, guys. I, that's how I put it in there. I said we can land any of them. I'm The guy I want right now is Chubba. Chubba Purdy is my first. The one who is most likely right now is Hunter Decker's. Because Purdue, who we were in a battle with, just signed or got a commitment from a four-star out mm-hmm. of New Jersey. So I'm actually thinking Deckers is the most likely, but I want Chubba. I want Chubba in order. I mean, it's easy to put them in order because they're there's just a tier of their rankings. I mean, yeah. Chubba Purdy, four-star, 5.8. C.J. Stroud's a three-star, 5.7. He's got some good size to him, too. Uh, Will Howard, the three-star, 5.5, and Hunter Deckers, three-star, 5.5. They're all kind of dual threats, I believe. Yeah. Is C.J. Stroud a dual threat? Uh, I don't know what he's listed on there, but any of them can run it. They're all called, yeah, dual threat. But that's who I want in order. Chubba, I mean, I want him just because of his name, Chubba. Yeah, and he's a four-star, and his brother's at Iowa State. That would be very fun, I would love if he somehow got to beat his brother and Iowa State, so that would be a lot of fun. Um, the next question he had was recruiting because we do that year round now. Please give us boneheads your top two recruits that will stick to their commitment, two you hope to land, two that might flip elsewhere, and two that might flip to K State. This is tough. This is the one I was like, I'm not ready for this okay, one. Okay, so I'll roll through all of them because I did some homework over lunch. Uh, two guys that I would bet my life stick to their commitments are the two interior Kansas offensive linemen, Panzer and Shields. Uh, Shields had a KU offer. Panzer had an Iowa State offer. But fact of the matter is I think these are these guys are EMAW. Um, it's not like they have amazing offers being down their doors. Uh, but I think those two are going to stick to it no matter what. Uh, the two that I most hope to land are Chubba Purdy and Corey Black. Chubba's out of Arizona. Uh, you know, I think right now – D.Y. over at KSO. I think he's saying that the real battle is going to be between us and Louisville. Louisville, yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. And then Corey Black, it's us in Oklahoma State. Corey Black, his dad played for K-State. Uh, but Corey Black, one of his best friends, is going to Oklahoma State. So it's going to be tough. That one's going to be tough. But those are the two I really want. May flip elsewhere. I would say San. Uh, he was one of our first commits. We're bringing him in as a DB, but he has – Tons of P5 interest and offers. So if he decides he wants to play wide receiver elsewhere, um, that would worry me. And then Mozzie, uh, you know, world-class speed. Uh, he might blow up his senior year. He only has a two-star ranking with rivals. But the guy, I mean, literal game-breaking speed. Um, 
So, you know, if he blows up his senior year, I think that one might be worried about. And then the two guys I really want to flip, Kai Thomas from Topeka High. Mm. Uh, If you could pull him, you know, back over, you know, take him away from Minnesota, that would be amazing. And then, you know, one of the offensive linemen we lost. I had Hayden Pauls written down, um, but I don't know. My gut says he's probably pretty sold on Iowa State. I, I think he gave K-State 100% chance again. I think he just didn't vibe with the coaching staff. So I don't know if that's in the cards. Uh, maybe Turner Corcoran. I yeah, mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. Um, but Those are know. two guys I would hope to, hope to flip. Corcoran and is, – is Alex Kahn still undecided? Uh, he... Yes, but he cut us, so we didn't make his top oh. three. So Oops. I don't – Whatever, I don't really care about him. So I think that's I fair. Don't I don't really need to go through. <laughs> I don't really need to go through. I feel like you kind of nailed it there. My two basically that I actually had was the same: Chuba and Corey Black, guys that I want. Um, Corey Black, the legacy, and Chuba Purdy. Obviously, we talked about him, so that's fair. I think that's good. You did a good job, buddy. Thank you. And those are your rewards right there. That cold brew. I can't wait to try those tomorrow. Um, so Greg KSU ten twenty seven. Change your name back to Big House Greg. <laughs> After on, we Greg. bullied you to change it, I change it back. Did we? Bu- oh. I think we made fun of him for doing Big House oh, Greg. I like it. I miss it. I miss Big House. Come Greg. back, Big House Greg. <laughs> uh, so he asked if you could go back and change the outcome of one Big Twelve sporting event in the last year, what would it be? So my first question is: Is did you read this of Big Twelve event not including K State? Because I feel like if you. Oh. No, I read it as like a K State game that was Big Twelve tied. Okay, but we could do both. I mean, if if it's not a Big Twelve game, I would just like have Texas Tech basketball lose to Oklahoma State, so we could have won the Big Twelve basketball. Iowa State on the last day. No, is that what you mean? I don't want. I was no. I want them to lose to Oklahoma State, a team I don't really care about. I don't want them. I didn't want. I mean, that's true, but. I, I don't care about it happening in the final day. No, I just would have, like, some generic game versus Oklahoma State at, in Stillwater. Cool. Fair enough. That's they what I would have picked. Almost lost that. I know, that was I crazy. Know. So there's that. And the game I would have changed if it's K-State include was uh, K-State at home versus Iowa State. Like, they were hitting everything from three. God, that game sucks. That was just a shitty game. So that's those would be my two. That was one of my basketball honorable mentions, that one. Um, I would say winning at Allen Fieldhouse, that would have given us a great chance to win the conference outright, and we would have swept KU. It would have been fun. I was there, and it was that would have been way better. Um, the honorable mention was beating Iowa State at home because that game was just – that made me livid. Um, another honorable mention, beating Iowa State in football in Ames would have been incredible, um, just funny, but it may have saved Bill's job. I don't think so. I do think he still would have gone, but it might have dragged it out even further. And that was just not a fun time. <laughs> I did not like the coaching search at all. Um, let's do one where it's like doesn't involve K-State. It's uh, hard to think of, though. Um, actually, maybe not. This is hard. That's tough. I mean, I would say losing to anyone in football. I would have preferred West Virginia to beat Iowa State. Yeah, West Virginia beats Iowa State there. Okay, good Perfect. enough. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Luke Shippers forty four. If you, if you, uh, oh no, would you two add wrestling? If we need to add one more sport, if not wrestling, what do you wish K State would have? 
first off, Gene Taylor in every case AAD has said we're not going to add any more sports. Um, I know that sucks for some folks, but this, I mean, we're not doing it. So I don't know if this that was your gain. It's not going to happen, but we'll, we'll move on beyond that. So, Grant, would you add wrestling? I would add soccer. Yeah, so would I. I would add male soccer uh, and then uh, softball for the yeah, girls softball to, for sure. to cancel it out. Um, I, I That's yeah. like my own personal thing. If you're doing it of saying, hey – you know, do it so there's Kansas interest and, you know, Kansas prep prospect, then, yeah, wrestling would make sense. There's a lot of great in-state wrestlers, and I think that there is a big population of K-State fans that wish we had a wrestling team. But for me personally, give me soccer. Yeah, 100%. Me without Same. hesitation. Agree. So uh, it's native asked you to kiss now. We've never kissed. No. We might be open to it, though. Maybe. I mean, we'll talk about it when the mics go off. If K-State here, I'll say this. If K-State wins the Big 12 <laughs> in football in the next four years, we will kiss. We will kiss on camera and on post camera. that. Yep. That's, that's fine. It. That's a good 100%. trade. I'll trade that any day. Mike Smith. Come on, Mike. Mike. Jesus, Mike. Mike. Come on. First of all, I want to give a shout-out <laughs> to Mike for buying my entire – meal at Q39 and my drinks next door which at Arte Artego or Artejo Pizza <laughs> and also oh man getting so drunk that uh I mean you spent like a lot of money cuz you you tried to buy you tried to pick up the tab for me yourself and two other friends at Q39 we all had full meals which was you know very nice but one of your friends secretly grabbed half of the tab and you thought <laughs> that when he brought the ticket back it was like half and you're like what am i like what do i do <laughs> like do i tell him or, and we were all just laughing at you behind your back so sorry but also thanks for buying all that that was great if you ever come mike. back to kansas city hit me up again we'll we'll get some more beers come on mike and he asks what current offensive and defensive recruit are you most excited to watch Offense for I'm the gonna, 2020 class. Yeah, 2020 class. I'm saying Chris Vaughn and Keon Mosey, the two running backs, they're both speed merchants. Yeah, it's my, be electric. Mine was Mosey, and my for defense, Jeremiah Harris had the same thing. I um, think he's gonna be a stud linebacker. I do too, and I just love linebackers. And he's got what four four speed. He's gonna be good. Yeah, I agree. I hope we can hold on. He hey, he hasn't visited. He visits this weekend, right? Yeah. Okay. No, I hope twenty first. Yeah, that, I hope he likes it. Yeah, it's the nineteenth. Yeah, I hope he likes it too. <laughs> There's like a lot of commits that are showing up, and this is a huge weekend for recruiting. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully nothing changes. Like well, hopefully we get a bunch of new commits. Uh, the next one, Jay Leonard nine, three part question. One, will Kleiman win a Big Twelve title? I said no. Yeah, gun to my head, I would say no. Uh, he said, if so, how many? If he, I mean. I'd no. be happy with one yeah, if he did. Would definitely take one. Um, um, it's just so hard. I mean, you know, it's really hard, <laughs> and we have to compete against some really, really good teams. I mean, it's that, just that means Oklahoma has to be. We have to beat Oklahoma, and they have to probably drop another game. Uh, I mean, Texas is back. Texas Iowa is State no. begrudgingly is good. No, they're not. They are. Good. Talk they're to me pretty if good. They ever win nine games in the season? True, but it's like you know they got. They're, it's not going to be, all right, fine. No. We'll beat them in the next 10 years. Yes. Like, in a row. Exactly. Yeah, fuck them. All right. 
I mean, I think West Virginia will probably be pretty good under Neil Brown. Um, it's just hard. It's really hard. Yeah, Oklahoma State's tough. established and round robin with a cha- conference championship game makes it really tough. I mean, to win but this I conference. believe I do believe in the staff and climbing, and you know, it's, I believe he'll be get us in position. I want. To, I think he will compete for Big Twelve championships. Yeah. I don't know if he will win one though. I think he'll get to Arlington at least once. Though. Oh my! Oh yeah, God, I'm reti- I'm so dumb. Yeah, uh, I forgot we have a championship game. Right? Yeah, that's that makes it even tougher. I, compl- I know that makes it tougher. It does make it tougher. Oof. Oh man, I hope we get a go though. I want to go back. Championship games are really fun. All right. And then he asks, <laughs> will he finish his career in Manhattan or will he leave if offered another job? This is what I'm gonna say. If he's doing well, I don't think he leaves. I don't think there is a job that would come after him if he is if he has things rolling. If he's elite. What I will say is if it's a Bruce Weber situation where if he has success to a certain extent and the fan base still doesn't buy in because there there is a lot of that. Like on the message boards, on Twitter, there are still a lot of folks that aren't, you know, backing him. If he goes like seven wins, five wins, six wins, and someone comes a knocking and K-State fans aren't bought in, I could see him just saying, hey, sorry, Gene. Like, yeah. I want to be someplace where the fans appreciate me. Yeah, um, these questions – like, this question, like, they kind of uh, – you can't – they're kind of conflicting. <laughs> you can't say, like, I don't think he'll win a Big 12 title and then say, like, I think he'll stay here his whole career. You know, like, I think he could do well enough, you know, winning eight, nine, ten games occasionally, maybe have, you know – Every three or four years, a big year where we put it together and we make a conference, make a run at the conference title. I think he'll stay, but yeah, I, oh god, I'm just so nervous because I think fans are they just don't they don't understand what the roster shape well, is in and what he had to come into, and yeah, it's and gonna take time. Like I look at the seating scares map me. and it's like, man, it's gonna. I mean, fact the matter, I'm just gonna say it like it is. The home opener is not gonna be a sellout. I don't believe it's going to be well attended. I'm looking at how many tickets are available still. Um, I mean, the fan support is not going to be where a new coach thinks it should be. There's large segments of the fan base, and it's not the Twitter fan base uh, that most of us are a part of, but the olds. Some of them are salty about Bill Snyder leaving. There are some of them that realize that uh, for better – you know, lack of a better term, was basically fired, and they're not happy about that. There's also the groups that wrote off Chris Kleiman the second he was hired, and they're just not going to come back. Um, the stadium's not going to be full this year, and that sucks. I know. It's really depressing. Like, it's really depressing. It wasn't full last year, so. And it was uh, very depressing. Yeah. I mean, it, the last few years, it's just progressively gotten worse and it's just been it's almost been a chore to go to games so i mean i'm extremely excited for oh, this year i haven't been this excited maybe i haven't been this excited since 2014 probably well i mean that 2017 vanderbilt but game. the vanderbilt game killed me um yeah i don't know yeah. long story short i think he stays but god we got to back him up we got to back him up everybody's got to back him up i agree uh t underscore hoff how did you guys pick the premier league clubs you follow <laughs> um well, I was very young. I was like seven, I think, and I loved the Netherlands, the national team, because they had all orange uniforms. And I was very into them, and I loved one of their players, Dennis Bergkamp, because he had – I mean, I just loved him. He was really good. He had an iconic goal in the 98 World Cup against Argentina. 
So I followed him. Basically, he had signed with Arsenal in like 1995, and I was like, I love him. Wherever he's playing, I'm going to support. And I've never looked back. I've been an Arsenal fan for like 20 years. Yeah, so for me, it was... And now I, they suck, and I hate them. <laughs> for me, I'm a Chelsea fan. Um, really got into the World Cup in 2010. Uh, and I just decided, all right, I'm going to keep watching soccer because uh, I really didn't like it in high school, like, at all. Um, so I knew the English Premier League was on TV, like, a lot. So I was like, all right, I'm going to choose a team in the English Premier League. Ironically enough... And I don't think I've ever told you this. I remember we had a class, like business management or something. I don't know. I, I can't remember senior, junior year, but we were in the same class. You did like a little project on Arsenal, I believe. What? Yeah. I don't remember this at all. Personal project. Maybe not. No, I probably did. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering this, but I think I in my head I knew you liked Arsenal. And, you're and like, I hated I you. So I'm, like, right, so I'm like, Arsenal's a hard no. <laughs> I was like, Manchester United, they're like the Yankees. They, like, buy everything to win, so I'm not choosing them. So then I was just like, okay. Well, yeah, it gets funnier. And then the FIFA demo came out, so I'm like, all right. So the English teams in the demo were, like, Chelsea, Manchester United, Arsenal, and maybe Liverpool. And Chelsea had, like, these lime green kits, and I was just like, hell yeah. Oh, they were black. Black with lime green. Yeah, and then they had, like, Lampard. Drogba. Playing with Drogba. And I was like, all right, Chelsea, I don't think they buy anything. They've never won the Champions League. (laughs) Well, ironically, I was thinking, yeah, I'm choosing, like, the Boston Red Sox before they win the championship. (laughs) No, like, once I kind of get into it, I'm like, well, shit. Like, they, like, definitely just, like, had a Russian billionaire. They bought yeah, a bunch yeah. of players. They were six. Like I was coming in at the most successful time. I didn't realize that until I started reading in on it. But I was like, well, I already have this Chelsea shirt and a scarf. I absolutely. Like, right, I'm. Th- that's what I am. I was obsessed with that that kit. Uh, th- oh. I remember. Yeah, that was one of my favorite Chelsea Chelsea kits. Yeah, with the black Samsung cross yeah, and the monochrome uh, badge. So, so that's that. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm surprised you weren't didn't go like. Did you look at Tottenham at all? Oh God! You're no. like there was no part of me that would ever. I'm glad you're. I yeah. I'm. A, I mean, I hate Chelsea, but I'm glad you're not like a Liverpool fan oh, or, hate a, Liverpool, or a Tottenham hate fan. Hate Tottenham. Um, I'm getting pumped. I need to lose weight so I can look good in a Christian Pulisic jersey. Oh man, that sucks. I wish he wasn't playing at Chelsea, but I hope he does well. Definitely. So. Uh, that that's how it happened. Uh, KSU fan ninety seven. Uh, would you prefer? On the court, front row seats at Bramlage or Westside Stadium suites only can have one. Which one do you want? So so let's build a scenario here. Is it like one game or like you get a season ticket, you get one ticket? I think he said season in the original. I'm not sure. Maybe. Um, okay. All right, let's operate from like a one-off. I think it's easy. I'm taking Westside Stadium. Same. One-off. Same. But if it's season tickets, I would need some caveats here. I couldn't still be in Kansas City, but if I could go to every home Bramlage game, I would choose those. Also, you easy. Could, you could sell the get rid of those for a penny. Yeah, I I mean I don't know like in this situation what sort of constraints because when I do situations like this, I put like seven layers right, of right. contingencies. <laughs> but if I could go to every single game, I'm choosing Bramlage because a there's more games. You're like right mm-hmm. there. Uh, but being in Kansas City, even being just a regular season ticket holder, it's tough. But I think for season tickets, I'd lean towards on the court seats at Bramlage. Same. Yeah, it feels like a one-off game. B- 
being in a West a West Stadium Center suite would be great. It's nice up there, man. I love it. I mean, that'd be amazing. And you get to drink all the beer you want. Can't do that in in the other seats. You could probably do it on the court. I don't know. I don't. Do they serve? I don't think they do. That's you can, weak. You could go up to the Legends Room, but yeah. I don't think you. I don't think you can drink it on the. No, I. I think only Pepsi products. Ooh, that's even worse. Uh, I actually Pepsi's fine. Yeah, it's all right. Um. So yeah, I think that's where I land, even with the lack of alcohol. Fair enough. All right. Uh, real Aaron Moreno. Every year, K State seems to have a surprise win and a surprise loss. What games do you predict uh, for this year? I actually, so I went back. I don't actually think that's the case because last year, the only thing you could maybe say was a surprise was beating Oklahoma State, but that didn't seem that surprising. I mean, we predicted us to lose, but that's not. They weren't crazy very surpri- good. Yeah, that's not crazy surprising. Uh, 2017. I agree with it. The loss to Vandy was surprising. Beating Oklahoma State that year was surprising. Nothing in 2016 was a surprise. Nothing in 2015 was a surprise outside of, like, the in-game comebacks. But just saying you were going to beat Iowa State and beat West Virginia that year, that isn't a surprise. 2014, beating OU in the moment was surprising. But they ended up going, like, 8-5. and five. Mm-hmm. So, not in hindsight, not that surprising. 2013, losing to North Dakota State, surprising, no surprising wins. So I actually reject the theory that is in a, which yeah, you a say false narrative there. surprising. But in the honor of the question, I would say if I was going to predict a quote-unquote surprise loss, I would say KU. Same. And I think surprise win, and at the time it may not be, but looking at the schedule now, I think we're going to win at Tech. You think that's a shock? No, I mean new code. Because I don't think we're going to win any of the other games. Like, no, I, I mean, don't think we'll win at Texas. I no, don't but think we'll. I, I'd actually, if I was trying to make a prediction, I would say at Texas, just because of right. Like, and I, I think I gave you shit because you said something along these lines a couple episodes ago. Oh, hey, we just always happen to for win. For some at reason, Texas. we just can like, compete with Texas. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I gave you trouble for that. But I mean, I think if you're going to make me choose one of those games, I would say. Uh, yeah. At Texas, because Looking I don't think winning at Tech would be I mean, a surprise. We'll beat Iowa State. That's guaranteed. Um, I don't think we're ever going to beat Oklahoma again. Uh, but I don't think that. Yes, <laughs> I agree with you. That would be a surprise. Literally, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Never in Manhattan. Yeah. We will never beat them no, in Manhattan. I, I agree with you. So I think at Texas is my best shot. Maybe at Dude, Mississippi State. Yeah, I could see us winning that. But it's that just would like be a surprise to me. Huge. Maybe that one. Mississippi State. Okay, you can say. I think. Miss, I'm well, I think like Texas. in honor of the question, I think that one's probably the best. Mississippi State. I just feel like Texas is. They're back. They're and they're way better than Mississippi State. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Okay. That's, that'll work. That was a, I mean, good question, but fake narrative. I do believe that that is a false narrative. Maybe we'd have to dig way deeper, but. I mean, looking but, back to last but year, 2012, no. none of them were surprising wins because you're supposed to beat everyone. Yes, surprising loss to Baylor. 2011, actually, there, 2011, we had a lot of surprising yes. wins because we didn't know we, we didn't were going to be that we're good. Have, but, um, but not no surprising losses. 2010, I think that was pretty on par. <laughs> we were I bad. Mean, six and six. You beat the teams you're supposed to. You didn't have like some marquee win in 2010. I wasn't surprised we beat UCLA. I, no, me either. What? Oh, I'm thinking 09. What was the? Uh, I was surprised when we beat A and M 66 to 14, but 
Didn't they just like because they had just they had, killed like, somebody? Someone, yeah. But, but again, know, the, we're really just the, digging here <laughs> for I, no yeah, reason. I, again, I, I don't. I think it's a false narrative, but good question. Uh, almost towards the end, Jay Gord the number zero, and this was retweeted <laughs> by Mister Holcomb. Any chance we see John Holcomb used in a any unique way this year? Seems like one of the better athletes on that side of the ball. It would be interesting to see if they could uh, use him similar to the way the Saints use Taysom Hill. Um, I don't know. I mean, we we don't know. I I think are we to assume that Holcomb is our number two? Yeah. Okay. So, so no. I would say no, because Taysom Hill isn't he basically kind of like a jack of all trades, yeah. like a I guy mean, that can kind of do it all. Yeah, he's doing stuff on special teams. Unless he's playing uh, slot wide receiver. So I think he's like if the we're wildcat, I mean, he could be like a wildcat, like, right? Like a bell dozer, right. short yardage situation. So I feel, <laughs> but not. We're not going to be splitting him out in the slot. If I that happens, think. then we're in trouble, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I, because cause I actually think the way Taysom Hill's used by the Saints is just like a gimmick and annoying. Yeah. Like I don't think he's better than any of their slot receivers. I think that's just garbage. I just think that I this staff <laughs> won't be as um unconcerned about the welfare of our quarterbacks. Yeah. Like they're gonna be like, You're our number two, we're not gonna put you in the slot. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a big dude. He could take some hits. So I think unless like, he's just a, like incredible, like I think we want to have him as the number two, and yeah. we want to work him as a quarterback. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll I say agree. no, because what if Skyler goes down? We have to have our next yeah. best option ready to exactly. go. Exactly. Um, and then final, God, please don't get hurt, Skyler. Like yeah. that is the only. Like, also, shout out to Skyler. This was talked about on yesterday's, which would have been Tuesday the eighteenth episode of the game. Uh, they talked about how great it is that Skyler's still there. Like, he doesn't have a bunch of wide receiver tools. He had to deal with all the bullshit that he did with Bill Snyder. The fact that he decided to stick it all out. I think you skipped a question. 21? Uh, oh, yes. He's, yeah. Those hands? Yes. Yeah, C underscore those hands 23. Is KCU Twitter creating a false front for football recruiting, making it seem as the coaching staff has put together one of the best classes we have seen, or is it more of a new experience factor? Well, first off, it is one of the best recruiting classes we've seen uh, in a while. There's no other way you can see I mean, that. we're sitting at, I think, 31 right now. Yeah. We haven't seen that in a long time, just so – just look at the just look at the recruiting board and it tells you the story but i think people are excited and it's warranted for several reasons also um, accepting like getting commits three stars even like a 563 star they're not all created equally getting guys before their senior season starts almost all of these guys have a real demand you're having to battle with power 5 schools right. getting folks at the end of the game where it's like, oh, K-State, it's my best option. I don't want to play for Tulsa. Exactly. Like, I mean, I think people are excited because, one, I mean, one, the staff's putting an emphasis on recruiting. And we have more commits than anyone in the Big 12 right now. Yeah, they put an emphasis on recruiting since day one. That's not something we've seen. That's not something we saw at all in the previous regime. They secured and retained, you know, a lot of those 2019 guys during a time that was very uncertain. They had zero time building those recruiting relationships. They retained Skylar Thompson, which I do think is huge. I mean, that's not recruiting, but 
I think that's something that you can point at and say that is a win, you know. They built a relationship with Skylar very early, and, you know, it's great that he's on board. I don't know if they had much to do with that, but, you know, in the 2020 class, you know, they're getting early commitments, and we've said this before, but, you know, that indicates that they're probably getting the targets that are near the top of their recruiting board, and that, you know, allows you to look forward to 2021 and 2022. Um, they've proven that they can recruit in geographical areas that people have said are important for K-State, Texas. Everyone was like, can he recruit in Texas? And yes, he can. He's gotten five commits from Texas now, and one of them is a very solid-looking linebacker, 5'7". Borderline four-star guy. Borderline four-star guy. So, I mean, no. We'll see where it stacks up at the end of the, you know, at the end of the recruiting cycle. But no, there's legitimate reason to be like very excited. I mean, absolutely. I'll be, we'll be excited to see after year one. You know, after they've actually coached, coached through a season, if they can still recruit. But they're obviously doing a great job of selling the program. So I'm excited. I don't think it's a false, a false uh, front. No, as it, you put it, it's not. It's not. Um, so, again, there's some detractors who are trying to say it's nothing, it, no different than Bill Snyder classes. That's just that's just false. Uh, no, that's not true at all. And Ian Boyd, Ian Boyd wrote a nice little piece about you know because that was his first instinct. Is this you know big deal? They've got a bunch of three stars and some two stars. He 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 goes through that and explains you know why he thinks it's good. So. I don't. I'm not gonna like rehash his work, but you should check it out. He's he's pretty legit too. Definitely. Uh, final question of the episode: Which games are you least and most excited for in this upcoming season? That is Derek Litke. So, what are you most excited for? Let's do most than least. Uh, least excited. Okay, most excited first. <laughs> honestly, well, no, honestly, game one. Uh, yeah, I cannot wait because I think that. Game one is, and you said this earlier, we're probably going to win that, and uh, anything after that could, I mean, we could go downhill badly after game one, but everyone's going to. sucks, we're not going to lose that. Okay, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I don't think we're going to win or lose our first two games. Game one is going to actually be tougher than Bowling Green. Yeah, I I would agree, but it's going to be the family reunion. I think it'll be. A decent crowd. I, I mean, I don't think there's going to be, like, large chunks of empty seats. It's possible. But um, I'm just going to soak in every moment of that game because it's just – I'm excited to see what, what is different um, from just the actual football to, you know, the pregame to the music selection to just everything. There might be something on the uniform. I don't know. Probably not, but – um, I'm excited. I'm really excited for game one. Uh, I'm least excited for Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, w- we we agree on both fronts. I am very excited for the KU game this year. Oh, my God. Mainly just, I, mean, I, I, I mean, my brother is a season ticket holder at KU. They do a fun tailgate. I, I had a lot of fun hanging out with them before the last game in Lawrence. Um, I think that's just going to be a fun time. Um, I agree. That's a good I still, shout. And I think we're going to win. I, I, I think we're going to win. I do, uh, too. KU's going to be improvement. It's going to be a fight, but I think we're going to win that. And then, you know, beating another KU coach will be fun. So, um, But I agree. I'm, I don't want to – that Oklahoma game, I don't. 
They're good. Ugh, they're I don't want any so part of much. That. I know. We'll never beat them in Manhattan again. Nope. Probably not. Um, and then he also added in Scott. Not sure if Grant is a Chiefs fan, but Grant is. He's a casual Chiefs fan. Are you more excited for this Chiefs football season with a hopeful Super Bowl appearance or Coach Clyde's first season? Honestly, something drastic would have to change in this world for me to ever be more excited about the Chiefs in K-State. Um, yes, the Chiefs are the Super Bowl favorites, but even if – and I've been a very vocal opponent to, to like how they've handled this Tyreek Hill thing, and even – I'm not going to get too deep into that. Even if the best-case scenario with Tyreek Hill comes forward, I still have an uneasy – and I've always kind of had an uneasy feeling cheering for him. Uh, so even if he wasn't around, I would still, it's K-State football is my number one and K-State basketball is my number two. And then chiefs are maybe my number three. Um, it's fun to have a winner. Um, I was at the AFC championship game in Arrowhead. Uh, I chiefs were the first team I fell in love with, but I don't see any world where they ever replace K-State football ever again. Same. I mean, I am a, I just have a deeper connection. Like with yeah, I mean it's all K State football will always be near and dear to my heart. It's always gonna be number one. I would say yeah, I'm a pretty casual. I'm a casual Chiefs fan. Like in terms of, I mean I don't really know like the roster that well. But when I'm watching Chiefs like the Chiefs on TV, I'm like very emotionally invested. So I don't know. I mean I'm I really enjoy watching him, especially with Patrick Mahomes. He's he's great and he's a good ambassador for the for the uh, organization. Definitely, but just like. I mean, it's all. Not only is it always going to be K State over that, but it's it's a new coach, first season. Like yeah. that's. I mean, it's so exciting in and of itself. So, I'm just. I cannot wait for football to start. I'm just gonna suck up every detail I can, unless well. we're like three and nine, <laughs> then I'll be really depressed. But we're not gonna do that. We're gonna go nine and three. Actually, I hope so. I hope so. Um. So I think that is it. Um. Yeah. Sorry, we ran a little bit long, but how long is it? One twenty. Okay. Um, we love you guys. I think Chef Andre Napier probably won. Oh yeah, he's definitely the MVP. He Always the MVP. So, Chef, I'll be in your DMs. You're gonna get some more koozies. And let's um, um let's uh hook up with them. Yeah, make chef. us some food. Yeah, make us some food. <laughs> um, stay tuned. Hopefully, fingers crossed. The next episode could be one of the all-time greats. Oh yeah, I'm super excited. For or that. it'll just be or it'll fall through and it won't happen ever. Yeah. It'll happen someday. But uh, Media Day right around the corner uh, from when this goes. I think there's it only going to be two episodes, two more episodes between the time you're listening to this and Media Days. Again, we're going to put out two right there, and then all of a sudden we're all, like basically we're there. football season. All so, right, guys. Love you guys. Meet me at the Cathead.
Podcast Network.